How many times this episode do you think I'll accuse you of having CTE? Mm, two. <laughs> two. Okay. We'll see if <laughs> I, I'm taking the over. But just but don't do it on purpose. It's got to be natural. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that you've been waiting. Welcome to the Backroads and Bonfires all podcast. Week. All week for this. I had to jump the gun. Your weekend, you were like, ugh, I hate the weekends. I just look forward to Mondays. Uh, I got the Sunday scaries. I know. Oh, wait a second. There's a new episode yeah. of Backroads and Bonfires <laughs> coming out at Sunday night. What time do you put these out? Like 10 or 11 p.m.? Yeah. Sometimes if I get bored, I'll put it out like Sunday afternoon. Cuckoo. So some people listen Sunday afternoons, but... Uh, it's another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast brought to you live from the Vista Paints studio um, in Alta, Iowa. Our one and only sponsor, Vista Paints Studio, is in Alta, Iowa. This the is o- correct. Vista Paints, the only company man enough mm-hmm. to sponsor this podcast. Yeah, I don't know why more don't. Probably because I haven't gone out and tried harder, would be my guess. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a better sponsor than Vista Paints. It's true. They're over there in Storm Lake, West Milwaukee Avenue. Yep. Paints, stains, sundry, aka. What the heck is that? It's all the like brushes, rollers. We call it sundry. Sundry. It's a little bit of an uh, term in the biz. A little bit of an insider <laughs> term, industry term. Sorry, little inside baseball for those people out there. Um, yeah, we got everything you need to paint. I was uh, I was in there this week, hanging out with old T Bone, talking a little hoop. It's that time of year. T-Bone and I talk. It hoop. is. Gosh, I love basketball so much. Even if you don't need paint and stain, just go in there. Get out of the cold. Get in there. Just shoot the breeze with Chad and Tony. They, they, These are yep. knowledgeable men on many topics. They're great mm-hmm. conversationalists. Yeah, they are. Uh, truly fun to talk about. To talk. Truly fun to talk with. <laughs> to not talk, talk with. about. I don't Correct. gossip about them. No. <laughs> I do. But all my gossip about them is. It's positive. It's always, did you hear how good the prices are at Vista Paints. Yeah. That's how I gossip about yeah. Chad and Tony. Speaking of how good the prices are, they're already good, but you get in there and you mention the Backroads and Bonfires podcast, you get 10% off your 10%. order. Yep. That's that's unbelievable. I know. That $38 pan of paint, can of paint is going to go down. <laughs> Do you have CTE? It's going to go down. There's one. To thirty-four twenty. Did you do that math right off the top of your head? Yeah. Three. Are you... I'm a little bit of a beautiful mind. What's um, Asperger's? No. Where they're really good at math. Are you Raymond Babbitt? <laughs> Could be. I've always been very, very Char- Charlie, good at Char- head Charlie math. Babbitt. Charlie Babbitt. My dad taught me head math at a young age. I've been like really good at head math. I um, what is head math? Is that figuring just, out how long just, it like, takes? I can to- just like do an equation quickly in my head by learning how to like. Uh, I don't have to like sit here and do it. I can just like think of like this times that plus that plus the, and I figure it out quickly. 
Oh. Faster than any of my cohorts. I'm really good at my multiplication tables. Yeah. Because we would do those time tests in like elementary and middle school. Yep. Me and my cousin, Chelsea, would always compete like crazy on those. Some kids today, some adults now are like, I have anxiety issues because of time tests. Meanwhile, Shut I'm up, like, idiot. <laughs> what are you for? Meanwhile, I'm like, that's where I developed my love of competitive math. Yeah. I wanted to win. I wanted to crush my classmates. There's nothing better in the world. This is what I this is the what I love most about sports and competitiveness. There's truly no better feeling than completely defeating another human being and being able to like tell them about it and know that you're better than them. Seven times six, forty two. Nine times five, forty five. Boom. Seven times four, twenty eight. Yep. Dude, I don't mess around. Nope. I'm quick. And like so the way I do it is someone will be like, oh, okay, like do like 18 times 18 and i'll be like well you got to break it up you got to do 18 times 10 is 180 so now you've got 18 times 8 left well 10 times 8 is 80 so now 180 and 80 is 260 and 8 times 8 is 64 so 18 times 18 is 324 i think yeah i think i would probably (laughs) break it up pretty similarly in my mind i'll be honest i gotta find out if i'm right 18 times Boom! 18. 324. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's I I listened to how you did that. I think I'd probably do it pretty similarly. Um, I'm really my times tables are best when it's 10, 10 and actually 11 and below. I'm probably mm-hmm. really good at. But yeah, um, there's something else I was going to bring up. Oh, we have a uh, I have something I want to talk to the listeners about. OK, if you're if you are in the baseball world or softball, yeah. you got kids in that world, you need to be looking up Burkhart Baseball on Facebook. Yes. Um, Burkhart Baseball is a company that I started about a year and a half ago, and we can get our customers. When I say we, it's just me. I'm the only employee, but we've got all the name brand bats. We've got name brand gloves, gear, bags, all that stuff, and we routinely beat the prices of all the big guys, Shields, mm-hmm. Dicks, Amazon, um, all that stuff. You need to check out Burkhart Baseball on Facebook. Burkhart Baseball LLC. That's right. It's it's a little bit of a non-traditional business is in that I don't have an online catalog where you shop for things. You contact me. I contact my suppliers. I shop around from different suppliers to find the lowest possible price, and then I get you what you need. It's it's all the name brand stuff with um, the manufacturer warranty. It's It's... The same bat you would buy if you walked into Dick's Sporting Goods. Yep. But you're just going to pay a lot less for it, and it's going to get shipped right to your yep. house. Um, legitimate business, license registered with the state of Iowa. It's all on the up and up. And today we got a deal with Bruce Bolt. Breaking news. <laughs> very very popular uh, batting gloves, uh, shin guards, all or excuse me, like ankle guards for batting, all that stuff. Um, go to my Facebook page. There's a post there that's going to show you how to get 10% off. You'll order it straight from Bruce Bolt's website, but you'll get 10% off their super popular, high-quality stuff. You're starting to see Bruce Bolt more and more in the major leagues. They have a code, right? They have to use, right? Yep. There's going to be a code. Burkball is the code that you're going to use. You just go to my Facebook page. It'll all be explained there. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, And how to do it. And also, if you're one of those people that wants to set up a batting cage on your property, maybe you got a nice shed. Burkhart Baseball also sells nets, turf products, mount, indoor mounds, all that stuff. We'll get you hooked up to have a great setup at your house. Save money. Yeah. Why would you pay more for this stuff? Let me get you a deal. You're like, 
Alto's version of Menards. You say big money. You say big money when you shop Burkhart baseball. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> we just need a little banjo in the background. <laughs> hey, yes, I got some thoughts. All right. I like it. Okay. Here's my first thought. I got to get off my chest. I have no interest in pottery. Mm. I have no interest in making pottery. I don't need like homemade pottery products around my house. Yeah. Um, I was watching this thing the other day and somebody was throwing a, a ball of clay on a, on a wheel and it was all messy and they're like making a vase or a vase, whatever you want to call it. And I'm yeah. like, it just dawned on me. I have no interest. Yeah. Do you, I don't, do, I don't like, I don't need homemade bowls and stuff. Nah, I'm not interested whatsoever. Um, usually when I see people making like pottery stuff in like videos, my first thought is, geez, I bet they go through a lot of lotion. Their hands have to be so dry. For sure. Because they're always like sculpting it and I bet their hands are just getting completely destroyed. I made my dad one of the worst <laughs> coffee mugs in existence when I was in middle school. Did he use it? No, it was unusable because when you make a when you make a mug in pottery class and you you glaze it and you put it in the kiln, it's not something you can actually drink out of and put in the dishwasher. It just ends up. It, I think ours mine ended up in a china hutch. Just sat there. I would I would fall off my dinosaur if I found out my dad ever drank one glass of anything out of that yeah. mug. Oh, That's man. how most pottery yeah. is, right? Like it is. I made a... homemade pottery is not very durable. No, I don't even know if you can dishwasher it, and uh, I don't know. I just don't understand why we, why people can be super into it. And most of the stuff you make, if you go to like a pottery class, isn't it mostly decorative? Probably. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a guy that goes to our church. I don't know if it's pottery. Or what he makes this stuff out of, but he makes really cool like drinking glasses and coffee cups and a lot of just decorative stuff. But he's like super professional and there is like some cool stuff, but it's I still don't know if it's stuff I would actually use. I don't need like menagerie no. around my house. Decorating to me is like I recently well, Jared Elson helped me secure like a nineteen fifties electronic baseball game. Dude. You know where it like vibrates. It's oh yeah. It's like hanging on my wall. It's a really cool vintage baseball like wall piece. Like that's what I decorate my house with. I, yeah. I don't need a a clay bird on my <laughs> shelf. So yeah, I, I do think we need to not be a big pottery guy. We need to be teaching the kids pottery in school. Yeah. I just as an adult, I have no, I have no use for it. Nope. Something to broaden their horizons when they're coming up and young. So yeah, well, um, I was really embarrassed. I was listening back to the pod last week. Uh oh! I made an unbelievable mistake. I would say almost unforgivable. I must have missed it in editing. I was talking about the Sonics, and I said, if they come back, I want them to wear the mid '90s uniforms, not the ones that they wore with Kevin Garnett. I meant, I meant <laughs> Kevin notice. Durant. I didn't even know. Oh, I heard it, and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Everybody out there is like, this guy doesn't know ball. He doesn't know ball. He's no hoop. He said Kevin Garnett played for the Sonics, like. It's like, ah, I meant Kevin Durant. That's a bummer. I wasn't even, I was not even apparently paying attention to that point when the editing. I'm embarrassed. Got to do better. I could have taken out the Garnett and just said Kevin. That's it. Um, you have any thoughts? I have many. Go ahead, um, bring it. I got some I'll save. So the other day, I'm watching Caitlin Clark do her thing, just wreck another opponent. The Hawk women are on a tear right now. 
Would you get a Caitlin Clark jersey in the Vista Paint Studio? Oh, yeah. I actually have a reminder on my phone to buy one because I want to have one in the studio. I also want to have one to wear for a video that I want to go do in Iowa City for her senior night that I want to try to make happen. But I'm watching the game, and I have this epiphany. I go, oh, my gosh. Was Julie on hang time, the original Caitlin Clark? Was Julie a knockdown shooter? Julie Connor, yeah. She was like one of the best players in all of Indiana in, in like boys and girls basketball. And she was the best player on the team as a female Whoa. playing on a boys team. And I was like, was Julie Connor the original Caitlin Clark? And Caitlin Clark is like Julie Connor 2.0. Obviously not. Caitlin's better. But Julie walked so Caitlin could run. I think you might be on something. And I think it would be awesome if Caitlin Clark got a warm-up T-shirt made that had, like, Julie's face on it and wore it for a game. What was the school in hang time? Deerfield. I was going to say, I feel like Deer was in it. Yeah, Deerfield High, I think. Can you get a Deerfield High jersey? I'm (laughs) going to look right now. Well, let me tell you, Anthony Anderson is a chubby boy. At the time, he was a chubby boy, and he was in that show. He played Teddy, knocked down three-point shooter. He's now skinny, but he was big, and he had one, so surely like they could find one for me. And by well, the way, did you know Julie? Uh, the guy, Jay Hernandez, I can't remember his name in the show. He's you know he's a big actor now. He's been in the uh, – he was in the Friday Night Lights movie. They okay. were co-hosts. They met because of the show. They've been married ever since. They really? met on Hang Time, got married a few years after it ended, and are still married today. How many – Jay Hernandez, and I don't remember her name. Oh, it was Deering. Dang it. Deering, not Deerfield. I knew it was Deer. Yeah, I knew it was Deer was in it. Deering High School. Dude, if you get a Deering High School, oh, that'd be amazing. And and for anybody to even know it, like, (laughs) would be awesome. You would know, like, you are absolutely talking to a true 90s kid if someone stops you. Oh, this is on. They have some? It's on eBay. All right. Well, I know what I'm buying. Hang time, Michael Manning, thirty-two, Deering High Tornadoes oh jersey. My gosh, that's kind of sick. Dude. I kind of want to get into a jersey phase. Um, I want to start wearing jerseys. I think they look really good if you wear them over a long sleeve shirt. Who's like a jersey over a hoodie or a jersey over just a plain like white or black long sleeve shirt? I, I kind of want to get into a jersey phase. What is what is Crenshaw Monica Wright? I don't know. Okay, what? Let's do a little thing right now. What are some of the all-time great like fictional sports jerseys you would want? Oh my gosh! Like Jimmy Chitwood, the number fifteen Hickory High. Yeah, that's up there for sure. A, a Deering High, yeah, hang time jersey would Without be sick. Question. I'm thinking like um, like downtown Anderson from from Major League back to the minors. Oh, what even, was that twin? The bees? Were they the bees? I don't remember that movie as well. Oh, um, my son has a, a, Be- a Becky the Icebox O'Shea jersey. There you go. My son has a Roy Hobbs New York Knights jersey. Really? Like that's awesome. like authentic <gasps> sick wild one. Thing. A wild thing. Ricky Vaughn Indians jersey would be good. Yeah. I'm thinking some more obscure type stuff. I mean, I think I saw somebody with a Mighty Ducks jersey recently. <laughs> it was at the Alta basketball game. A student was wearing it that, on a jersey night. Are like you a, serious? Like a. I di- would love to have a Goldberg one. A mid-90s, like, look just like the movie oh. one. I would prefer an Adam Banks Hawks jersey. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. Um, Who else? Maybe like a A.C. Slater Bayside football jersey. <laughs> yeah. That was the school, right? Bayside? Yeah, Bayside High. And a, maybe a, 
What if you got a Hawkeye singlet that said Slater on the back? Singlets now, don't have their names on the back. Well, but you could bake one. That's true. They don't because they don't really go up the back. No. So never mind. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think here. More obscure. What was uh, Bel Air High? Uh, uh, Will. I don't know. Did they do sports? Yeah. What remember the Friday Night Lights? Remember the famous clip from or Fresh Prince of Bel Air where the ball goes, <laughs> chucks it, and misses oh, the yes. hoop by a mile? Yes. The, what was the school, though? Or, uh, it was no Bel Air High. Bel Air Academy, maybe? But what, uh, what was his character's name? Will. No idea. His name was not Will Smith. Was Are you it, talking about his show? His in the show? Yeah, was it Banks? Because Banks no, was the family name. It wasn't Banks. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was Will Smith. Could be. I wouldn't mind having a Billy Bob jersey from Varsity Blues. <laughs> Les Kane and Coyotes. That'd be so cool. Billy Bob jersey. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, I don't know. Think super on this. obscure though. What about the What about the team from the Six Man? <laughs> That would be a good one, actually. I think anytime, the, I think what I like about these jerseys is the one in a million chance that someone out in the general public would get the reference and like say something to you about it, and you'd get a moment to like, like that is my people, right? Yeah, there. like that moment of like, yeah, this guy gets yep. it. Yep, this guy understands what a Banks Hawks. What about uh, is. whatever the team was that your quarterback from uh, dazed and confused? Oh, that was um, Robert E. Lee High School. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Robert E. Lee. Get one of that quarter of that. <laughs> oh, Randall Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's in the fictional sports hall of fame. He is. <laughs> what oh, what team man. did Air Bud play for? I have no idea. I didn't watch any of those preposterous movies. Would you wear uh what was it? What was the skating team called in Brink? Oh good lord. Would you wear a Brinker like oh, for sk- sure. skating? I don't remember what it was. So I absolutely would. There was the, the or the college from Mighty Ducks where they go. That'd be a good. Remember, one. I've never seen anything besides the first one. What? I know. I'm not. I, I'm embarrassed. I need to see it. I'll watch them with you. They're so good. I'll watch it, dude. We can watch them with your kids. That's fine. They would love them. Yeah, I've never seen. Is D two the Olympics? Um, is D two D two is the Olympics? D two is the they Olympics. Play, Iceland's the bad guys, right? Yep, they play the amateur. Olympics like under 18 and then they go to college in D3. Okay. Yep. Oh man. Hey, so if, good. If you're listening to this and there's like a fictional athlete you just cannot believe we missed, text one of us. Yep. Tell Let us. It, text one of us, put it on Facebook or something. Let us know the fictional athlete you can't believe we missed their jersey. You guys should do this. I don't know. You guys should uh do this for a baseball game every summer, one game. Of course, then you have to spend money getting like other jerseys. It could be Elta really a jerseys. But the back would just be a name of someone obscure that every kid got to wear for one game. So you could be coaching third, and the name on the back of your jersey could be Brickma, <laughs> like Coach Brickma from Rookie of the Year. I think this is Dupic's jersey could say Haywood, Bill Haywood. First off, Dupic would never wear the jersey. Okay, he's a coaching jacket guy, much okay. like myself. Maybe that was a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I just think the Venn diagram of people who would get it and people who would be at the game is so. Yeah, that's more like a pro sports. It thing. might, and yeah, it might be like one person at the game would even get. Yeah, it. that's more of a pro sports team where millions. I are have, watching. you know, if money were no object, and if anybody out there wants to donate to make this happen, I would love to get like a set of like Alta Aurelia baseball uniforms that look like like early nineteen hundreds wool, like the ones Babe Ruth would have worn, like oh, like baggy pants. They'd yes. be they'd be like warriors. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be Alta yeah. or Aurelia. It'd be Alta Aurelia Warriors. Yes. But they would be like gray with like 
kind like kind of baggy and like <laughs> once a year do like a throwback night. Dude, I think that'd be, that'd be I think that'd be sick. Oh, that would be amazing. So if you're Especially out there, it's like 98 degrees, and you have like disposable income and want us make this happen for our baseball program. Let me know. We all wear high socks that game. Yeah. It'd be it'd be awesome. Yeah. That needs to happen. And, for sure. and maybe the music between innings is all just organ music. Yeah. <laughs> just pipe organ. Yep. I've got some complaints about people talking. Oh. Though the overuse of LOL in our society is driving me up a wall. Oh, I'm not an LOL guy. I'm a haha guy. I, I don't like LOL. Sometimes I think both are dumb if like they're used because you like don't want someone to think you're like mad at them or like you want them to know you're joking like hey we all are pretty sure like what you said is a joke and we're rolling with it too many lols being used um I don't know, a lot of people are going to listen to this and probably get mad at me or feel called out i just see it in general all over social media i see it in conversations i have with people but i don't po- i i almost never put lol and if someone's like geez is he mad then that's just up to them to figure out but i mean you're not mad i like haha I like when it's really funny, all caps, hot, like a million ha ha ha's. And if it's truly like I laughed out loud and almost fell off my chair, it's ba ha ha ha, like B A. You just had one of those the other day when Myron, Myron's reaction to something we did on the pod, Tom shared with us, was hilarious. Myron's awesome. I can't remember Myron's what it was, funny. though. Myron's a funny dude. <laughs> um, you know who gets me to ba ha ha a lot is Brad Elder. Really? Oh, my gosh. So funny. One of the funniest. <laughs> Human beings on the planet. I usually, uh, if if someone actually gets me to like laugh like that, I I send the laughing emoji. Who are the funniest people in your life? Give me a Mount Rushmore of like me? people that shut up. That's Number the CTE one. talking. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the side effects of CTE is an e- is egomania. Oh boy, I'm kidding. It I all ma- makes sense. I now. made that part up. Um, Mount Rushmore funniest people in my life. Yeah, I usually keep like a running tally. Yikes. They have to be actual people you know, so you can't say like Chris Farley. No, I would put you on there. Oh, are you serious? Are you just saying that? No, you make me laugh on the pod. Oh, that makes me happy. I was editing, Thank you. I was during the friggin' snowstorm from Butthole Hell um, <laughs> over the weekend. That sounds I'll warm. That. that doesn't sound cold. I was okay. at the farm editing, and I was just giggling the whole time while I was editing. And my mom goes, "Must have been a good one." I go, "Yeah, these intros are always hilarious." Um, <laughs> Holy moly, who makes me laugh a lot? Actually, low-key, someone who really makes me laugh a lot, like only started, though, in the last few years, is Derek Leeds. Derek Leeds has... Uh, okay, let Not me ask. Lie, let me ask. Horrible sense of humor in high school and college. <laughs> He's really come into his own the last few years. Derek though. of Harvard? I think it took him to be a dad to get funny. Okay, let me ask you. Yeah. Did Derek get funnier, or did your sense of humor, like, mold to like be to like pick up on Derek's frequency no everyone everyone is in a total agreement that Derek got funnier oh so this has been a conversation in the friend group in the friend group we've all like acknowledged to Derek like you're so much funnier now so he's just a late bloomer comedy he's a late bloomer he just finally went through his comedy puberty yeah (laughs) Um, let me know if my feet smell I just put them up on the table Oh, you're good buddy okay you just let me know um geez Louise okay so me Derek Leitz Gosh, I don't know. I it's on the spot. I can't. I'd have to. I'd actually. I'd have to like truly think about this. Okay. Okay. Here's mine. I'll think of it throughout the episode. I might need to drop some people off because they've been on my Mount Rushmore because they truly, truly made me laugh. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen some of these people in like twenty years, so it feels unfair that they like could just never be unseated. Sure. 
So if I'm going, oh, that makes total sense. If I'm going people in my life, Brad Elder makes me laugh. He that dude is really funny. Um, his text comebacks are great. Um, I'm gonna go with my cousin Chelsea. Nice. Her texting with my cousin Chelsea, the wittiest, sharpest comebacks. She's just so so funny. Very very smart. Very very funny. Tim Galvin's funny. Yeah. Big time Timmy Jim makes me laugh at school. He sends me some funny things that make me giggle. My wife is extremely funny. My wife is one of the funniest people I know. One of the things that attracted me to her was her sense of humor. And I'm going to say something that doesn't make me look very good. Uh Uh-oh. Makes me look a little misogynistic. Okay. My wife was the first girl I had ever like been attracted to that I thought was just as funny as me. It's not misogynistic. Uh, it just makes it sound like I, I have an arrogant view of myself. It's not your fault. Men are statistically funnier than women. That's not even a fact. But my cousin Danny, he's really, really funny. Nice. My brothers are funny. But if the, the people I took off, uh, Danny's college roommate, Scott Brinkmeyer, one of the funniest human beings I've ever been around. And then mm-hmm. this kid I went to high school with named Carl. His name was Alex, but we all called him Carl. Nice. Every word out of his mouth. Just fall off your chair funny. He was just so, so funny. But I haven't seen that guy in 20 years, so it seems yeah. unfair to leave him on. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Now, I thought of my other two. It would be uh, Aaron Hansen. So I'm in a sports thread. with Related just, to Thomas? Yeah, it's his younger brother. Okay. It's me, Thomas, his brother, Aaron, and Steve Hammer. All of us make each other laugh all the time in there, but I think Aaron is the most consistently funny. He says he makes these little comments that just friggin' make me laugh out loud throughout the day mm-hmm. and then my other one would probably be brian engelman when he and i talk man he's funny we just he's a funny dude and we have and like we have so such a lifelong friendship of like inside jokes and random memories built up that we can just make each other giggle about when we're talking it's probably him that's probably my four and it's no offense to other close friends in my life who are probably mad listening right now you're all funny too and it doesn't mean yeah, that i'm I think better I- friends with these people than you they just they just make me laugh the most. Yeah, I think every friend I have is funny on some level. Oh, without question. Or else it's not fun to be around him. But yeah. if we're talking like who like just makes you bust a gut, you know, locally who's really funny is Tim Peterson. Oh, Tim I Peterson's love Tim. very that funny. That guy's hilarious. That guy's got jokes. Yeah. He's got I, jokes. I almost feel bad not putting Joel Corlew in there because he says some stuff. He and I are like the same person, same personality. He says some stuff that gets me going but Joel, i think consistently it's probably those other four joel's brother nathan aka louie yeah louie's funny too yeah it's there it's, it's hard it's to quiet, explain the quiet, core loose sense of it's humor. a quiet funny lou, yeah. lou's got like a like i'll say something to lou and he'll just sort of have this quiet comeback that's that's pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh good times uh i have one more thought okay at least 10 times a day minimum i see the phrase apart spelled incorrectly and it's slowly making me think America is very dumb and it's making me really mad at people that I don't even know who they are. How often are you using that phrase? They're, they're, they're using a part, but it should be a space part, how they're using the sentence, but they're putting it together for the word apart. Oh, and it's driving me nuts. They're saying it like that's a part of the machine, but they're saying they're spelling it like, you are apart from me. Yes. Okay. And I can't stand it. And so I've started I've started commenting on these social media posts, putting the asterisk and putting a space part to be that guy because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't really use that phrase much. I just can't handle it. It's bothering me. 
Okay. I have a few other thoughts. That's all I got for thoughts. What was your favorite class in high school? Does it have to be an actual class? Yeah, you can't say like lunch or something. You can't say PE? No, I'm I, I I'm asking more like what class really like had Actually, your had your interest you where you're what? like this is really interesting uh novels really because i'm not a reader who taught it brad nesbitt okay i'm not a reader you know how to read though right <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> i'm just checking i'm just checking because there's been some times where i've thought does he know how to See? read you just made me laugh <laughs> um yeah because uh, i just i don't get into it i've started to do it a little more i usually save my reading for like long road trips or a flight but I really like that was like when I really discovered like, wow, books are cool and they can be exciting, as exciting as watching a movie. Take I, a look. It's in a book. <laughs> reading Rainbow. I would get lost in these books. We read uh, The Hobbit um, and then there were none. The Great Gatsby. There's like four or five that we there's two or three more. I think we did. But yeah, I really love that. That was good. Was was he your favorite teacher? Oh, man, I had. The we had amazing teachers almost across the board for everything when I was in high school. Probably him, probably him or Dave Kerbo. Wow, that's our math teacher was awesome too, though Bill Thompson. I'm I'm kind of shocked at your answer, honestly. Uh oh, I can't believe you didn't say Mary Pedersen. <laughs> well, I Mary never... Pedersen's not your favorite teacher. Yeah, I mean, of all the teachers, Mary's not your favorite. Don't parents get excluded? No, I never had. To go I never that said room. that, Mary. If you're listening, I'm so sorry that Adam. Did not consider you his favorite teacher. See, they thought by sending me to her room, I'd be taking up space from other kids that needed her tutelage, and so they. <laughs> oh, just I don't said, think it's good to have your kid in class. She, they just said that she can teach him. She can teach him at home, and then it did. It, it almost felt like parenting, not teaching. It's it's hilarious to me that you you don't think that Mary was behind the scenes going. Please don't put Adam in my class. <laughs> She probably said, no, no, under no circumstance will Adam be in my class. Yeah. My favorite class in high school was probably music appreciation with Mr. Elliot. Oh, shit. Our, I didn't even think of like choir. But he was our choir count. teacher, but like the class wasn't, it wasn't choir. He it was like an academic course and he taught us the whole history of music going back to like Gregorian chant. And then he taught us about all these, all the different eras, you know, Baroque, classical, romantic. I didn't have anything like that until college. He was teaching us about composers. He was, he showed us the opera Turandot. We listened to jazz. We listened to rock and roll. Like, it was so awesome. And mm-hmm. he, like, every day had something cool to teach us. And it, me and my buddy Derek really got into, like, that kind of music. I mean, we were in a band together, so we already liked music, but... <laughs> I remember because bow, bow, I'm Derek and I can sing high. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh, <laughs> is that the Dan Band or something? It's the brother from uh, Step Brothers. Oh, um. Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Mr. Elliot showed us Fugue in G Minor by Bach, Ooh. and then Derek burned it onto a CD, and we were listening to Fugue in G Minor in his car. And we were like, yeah, that guy Bach changed the game yeah. like, with this one. Is he the yeah. one that was deaf? That's Beethoven. Beethoven Crazy. Deaf. Yeah, those guys are true like savants. Beethoven. Mozart. Bach, Mozart. Um, but anyway, I loved that class. I loved creative writing class. Yeah, creative writing was good. Every day, just like working on some different story. And she let me make everything humorous if I wanted to. So yeah. it was just comedy writing for me. 
And I liked history class. I loved accounting class, but that's because the teacher was hilarious. Um, we got a we haven't uh, we got a letter from a listener, an email. Really? Yeah. You ready? To who? To you? Uh, to you. Yeah, I don't remember this, but uh, no, they emailed me. Supposed oh. to ask you. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> they emailed you. Yes. It, okay. Is it stupid Derek Leeds and doing his emails again? <laughs> no. Okay. Chad from Newell says, <laughs> Adam, your podcast seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? <laughs> that can't be real. <laughs> the momentum of a runaway. <laughs> I don't know. I just, God, just blessed me. I was actually looking in the mirror today and thanking God for the personalities given me and the looks to go with it. And I think that's why. And you were like... But why not the humility, Lord? Why did you not give me the humility? <laughs> not going to lie. Low key. I was looking in the mirror earlier thinking this green sweatshirt I'm wearing looks so good. You are an egomaniac. Paired, paired with these joggers and this hat, I was super pleased with how I look. See, I'm the opposite. Every time I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, you freak. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not lacking in confidence. Um, some would say overconfidence. Yeah. Sometimes. Some would say, hey, I watched a documentary on Netflix the other day about Waco. Remember the Waco thing? Is that the David? Uh, David Koresh? Yeah. Have you seen the Netflix documentary? Yeah, it's nuts. It's wild. And the audio is crazy. Well, I, I didn't. I remember that Waco happened as a kid from the news, but I didn't know like the Branch Davidians. I didn't know any of the ins and outs. Crazy. I, did, I knew nothing about the standoff. Yeah, that's crazy. But one of the things that was seemed really clear to me from that documentary was the cult survivors that they interviewed yeah they're still kind of cultish oh without question they still like i think they still think david koresh was god i don't understand how people how their mind ends up like that like at no point did any of these survivors ever say yeah we probably shouldn't have been stockpiling automatic weapons semi-automatic weapons 50 cal machine guns grenades yeah. like yeah that's on us the government probably should have raided us yeah. the whole time it was like we were just defending ourselves we were just defending our way of life we were just mm -hmm. a religion mm -hmm. and it's like you had a 50 cal like sniper you you turned semi-automatic guns into automatic guns why did you have grenades <laughs> you don't have a right to those no I, I just expected as it was wrapping up after like three 45 minute episodes that one of the surviving cult members would have said something like, you know, looking back, I wish we would have just focused on the religion and not the weapons. Mm -hmm. I wish we could have done our part to maybe not escalate that thing. Nope. None of it. Just just like I think they still think David Koresh was God and, oh, that, yeah. they, and that they were totally right in every single thing that they did. I don't understand how someone's mind can think they're in the year like 1974 actually sitting with legit God. Like, where do they go wrong? Like, clearly they haven't read the Bible, or if they have, they've gone, something has happened in their mind. The entire... These cultists are crazy. Did you see the, any of the documentaries on like the Jim Jones, like the Jonestown cult? <laughs> Wild no. stuff. Um, a U.S. senator was killed over it. Jeez. They went down to... South America to start that commune and a senator went down there with some aides to investigate. Oh, I've heard and they of this. shot him on the on the runway. Yeah. And then they all drank the Kool-Aid. 
Yeah, that's some people the, did oh, escape. Yes. Some people ran into the jungle. Oh, I've actually had someone tell me I need to listen to the Jonestown podcast series. Yeah, the whole Jonestown thing is just wild. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, the Manson cult was weird. I watched one like two years ago. It was about this poofy, like blonde-haired lady started a church. Yeah, and she, but she like didn't she die in a plane crash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She told everyone like you got to lose weight and you have to look like this, and she treated people horribly and i mean it was bad it was making me mad while i was watching it. well and, and then, that's the thing with like every cult leader eventually just starts abusing people yep and they're just the followers are too far gone they just like they just take it yeah it doesn't oh, make any she was sense so wrongly like using the gospel in god's name all right should we get in the meat does it in the office doesn't creed bratton talk about starting a cult because he's bored <laughs> i think creed Yes. I think Creed talks about yeah, that he one does. time. <laughs> oh, should we do some meaty some meaty topics? Let's do it. Mm. Um, a listener texted you and I the other night, Jared, and he said he asked. He said, "What do you guys think the best toaster foods are?" And I said, "This is. I feel like this is something that we could do on the podcast." All right. So I don't know if you remember these things. I was in high school. My mom found them. They were called breakfast strudels, but they weren't toaster strudels. They were actually like strudels that were filled with like cheese and meat and eggs. I don't think that's a strudel. Oh, I think that's what they were called. Maybe not. Aren't Be- they? Because aren't- it had like the pastry strudel stuff on the outside, yeah. but it was stuffed with egg and cheese and stuff, and you made them in the toaster. Yeah, I had those too. They were good. So good. Except the inside I sometimes were like them. lava. Yes. I love them so much. I feel like for some reason, strudel to me has more to do with sweetness and icing yeah like putting icing on it but i I could be wrong but i I know exactly what you're talking about because Mm -hmm. the 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 sausage egg and cheese ones were good those babies were clutch and then like some of the some of like the uh crust or the biscuit part of it whatever you want to call it would like flake off after you're eating them then you can lick up all those flakes afterwards nothing more depressing either than like they came in like a box of like six. Mm-hmm. It didn't last very long. Nope. Because, week, because, week tops. Because I'm not eating one at a time. I mean, I mean <laughs> two. Yeah. And I had two brothers. So yeah. like. Those are gone. They're gone fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that would be on my top five. We need to keep it strictly to toasters, not toaster ovens, by the way. Toasters. Yep. I would go with the the Pillsbury toaster strudel. Yep. So good. Oh, yeah. Putting had the icing on the top. first one ever like seven months ago. Really? First one in my whole life I've ever had it. What'd you think? L- loved it. So good. It was awesome. It was an apple one, and then I had a blueberry one. Mm. Oh, my gosh. They, they taste The strawberry ones are really good. Yeah. But yeah, you feel like Gordon Ramsay putting that icing on by yourself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hard to eat just two of those, by the way. Um, Straight up toast was one I have, because then you can put the butter and cinnamon sugar on. Oh, I'm going. Oh, my gosh. I'm going butter and apple butter. Yeah. But I do like cinnamon sugar. Yep. Happy toast, as my wife's family calls it. Happy toast. Uh, What else you got? Oh, Pop-Tarts. 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 But better than Pop-Tarts are the toast and pop-ups. What are those? Um, Is that off-brand Pop-Tarts? It's it's off-brand. I can see the logo, but I can't remember the company. Flavor something, maybe. They were just like thicker Mm -hmm. and heartier. You know, Kellogg's Pop-Tarts are actually kind of brittle, and they're not as good. Mm-hmm. Actually, I prefer Walmart over Pop-Tart, too. Mm-hmm. Walmart's great value brand. It's not as good as Toast and Pop-Ups, but um, it's better than Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. Gosh. And man. I don't mess with, like, s'mores 
and like all the crazy flavors. Like I literally do only strawberry. I do. I will. I will rock with four flavors. Okay. Strawberry. Yep. Cherry. Yep. Blueberry. Yep. Maple sugar, brown cinnamon. Dude, those or, are no, actually sorry. really good. Is that right? No. I think you're right. Maple sugar, brown cinnamon. No. Brown sugar. I don't know. You. Everybody knows what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. It has like the brown feeling in the. Yeah, I can't think of the four so the four words though. I don't know. Brown sugar and maple, maple cinnamon. That's yeah, what it is. Brown yeah. sugar, maple cinnamon. So good. Very, very good. Yeah, those are awesome. Those are the only four I'll mess with. Did you ever? Did you ever flirt around with the uh, the no icing pop tart? Oh yeah, that's wild stuff. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I like it though. Sometimes I mean, you know me. I'm a big. My three favorite cereals are are Crispix, Rice Krispies, and Cheerios. So I'm a mm-hmm. big Plains guy. Yeah, I like a hot pop tart wrapped up in a paper towel. Big glass of cold milk, and then go sit in front of the TV and watch your cartoons yeah. as a kid. Oh. And you just you gotta you gotta make it, You have to make an envelope with the paper towel to keep the heat in on the pop tart while you transfer yep. it to the living. Unbeatable, mm-hmm. so good. I actually bought a big old box of those maple sugar brown cinnamon pop tarts. They're in my classroom. That's what I've been eating for breakfast every morning. Oh. I went through a kick. Um, I don't know. I think it was when I lived across the hall for like six months. I ate pop tarts every morning. For breakfast. I get angry when I just see all the stupid flavors, Pop-Tarts. It's like Oreo. It's like, what are we doing? Just stick with yep. the original. Stop messing around. Yep. Getting carried away. I, and as much as we joke about it, I've never actually put butter on a Pop-Tart. No. <laughs> have <laughs> you? No. No, me either. But I want to try it. I don't know. I have to. Oh, if I, I don't know. And Peter Griffin it's, says it's it, so good. It's got to be good. It feels like it's rich enough, though, isn't it? Yeah, it could be. Okay. Um, How about waffle, toaster waffles, Eggo waffles and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't eat waffles as much as I used to, but they're fine. Yeah. I used to make them as a kid. I have one more thing written down. If you have more, you can share them. But you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna lose your mind at what I'm about to say. Go for it. Toaster or like uh, like sweet potato toast. What is that? So uh, I would. I haven't done this in a long time, but I, when I lost all my weight, I did it. And when I was married, we would do it a lot. I would thinly slice like quarter inch thick sweet potatoes, and I'd put them in the toaster and toast them, and it would get them like soft and toasty. And then I'd sprinkle a little cinnamon and sugar and butter on them and eat it. And it was delicious. Sweet potatoes with sugar and butter? Uh-huh. What what kind of sugar? Like cinnamon, sugar, and butter, but on a sweet potato slab Never that had been toasted. That. It's really good. Is the sweet potato like firm? Is it soft? No, it's is it cri- like is kinda, it crispy? Yeah, it's kind of crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Wow. And it's, I don't know, like this big because sweet potatoes are huge. You cut a chunk off. When people do that sweet potato dish with marshmallows on it. I've never had that. Okay. Actually, I take that back. I tried it for the first time is ever. That, this is that just butter and cinnamon and sugar and basically marshmallows? And sweet potato. Mm. I tried it for the first time ever this past Thanksgiving, and I was actually like, it ain't bad. It's it's never what I focus on at Thanksgiving. To me, that's like... It's kind of a dessert. I see it in all the movies, but I've never seen it at any Thanksgiving dinner I've been at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like sweet potatoes, but mostly just as sweet potato fries. Yeah, and clutch. I like sweet potato. Um, I like to use sweet potatoes as a base for like vegan burgers. Like if I do black beans, sweet potatoes, cumin, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, right on. I can't think of another item that goes in the. T- Is there anything pizza related that goes in a toaster? Well, I hopped you on, can't put a hot pocket in a toaster. You'll blow the house up. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so I so I went on a website. I was like trying to research toaster food and like all these websites listed was all like everything you can do in like an air fryer. 
And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Well, I discovered that there's toaster bags. Do you know this? No. It's literally like a bag that's made for your toaster. You put food in it, and then you put it in the toaster and cook it that way. So there was like pictures of people doing that with grilled cheese. With You don't need to do that. Just turn your toaster on its side. With mozzarella. Well, there's also that. Just put a piece of cheese on bread. Turn the toaster <laughs> on its side yeah. so the cheese doesn't fall off. There was like and you moz- can make it that way. There was like mozzarella sticks. People were putting burgers in there and doing it in these little toaster bags. Straight to jail. Like If you're cooking burgers in a toaster, you go straight to jail. It, <laughs> that's what I thought. I'd never seen anything like it. It was basically like a toaster air fryer. You ever made soup in an air fryer? <laughs> no. Is that a real question? You do not want to try that. Have you? You only make. <laughs> Have you tried it? You only make that mistake once. If there's our loyal listeners out there who love the show, um, if there's something we're missing or can't think of or some kind of crazy creation that you came up with back in the day, shoot us a message on social media and tell us about it. We'd love to hear it. All right. Another ranking before we hop into the 90s quick hitter. You and I are going to discuss our top five sports video games of all time. Whew. Okay. There are some good ones. There's some good ones. I have my top five. This was a hard list to make. I pretty much knew my top five, but I struggled with ranking them. I don't even. I, I think just limiting it to a five is going to be really hard. Sure. Okay. Uh, my fifth is NBA Live. No, I need a year. Oh, well, then I'm going 98. Yes, Tim Hardaway. I loved NBA Live 98. He was on the cover, and I loved playing with the Rockets team that had Steve Francis, Bryce Drew, Ryan Bowen, and Matt Bullard, both former Hawks, were on that team. And for some reason, I just loved playing with that team. I can still hear the menu music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was when T-Mac was with the uh, uh, Raptors still. Him and uh, um, Vince Vince Carter were the Raptors. Was Damon Stoudemire on that team? No. I think he was with the Blazers. Okay. Yeah, that's so good. Unfortunately for me. Jordan was not in that game. No, he's player 88. Yep. Tim Tim and I talked about that in the YouTube broadcast last night. Really? About about player 88 on NBA Live That's 98. amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, unfortunately for me, that was right after Kemp was traded to Cleveland. Yep. So he wasn't on my beloved Sonics. I had stupid Jim McElvain. <laughs> and Penny Hardaway was... They took his rating way down because he was just a walking injury by then. Yeah. Grant Hill was bummer. Good, though. Yep. Um, Mitch Richmond was almost like a freaking cheat code for three pointers in that game. The yep. three point contest was really fun. Yep. Um, okay. Ugh. I got to think. Okay. Putting them in order is going to be tough. I might go reverse from you and start with number one. Okay. My number one would be MVP 2005. Nice. I've never loved a sports game more in my life. I've never played a sports game more in my life. I just truly loved MVP Baseball 2005. Mm-hmm. So good. The soundtrack was incredible. The hitting physics was awesome. Like, even when I play new baseball games, like, you know, the show, 2K, whatever, 20 something, something's still not, they don't totally have the physics and the the graphics and the, the swing movements aren't what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. MVP 2005, though, perfected it. It was so good. Nice. Yeah. Number four for me was NCAA football. If I got to pick a number, I'm probably going NCAA football 20, probably that last one they made, 2014. I really loved it. Denard Robinson from Michigan was on the cover. Mm-hmm. Didn't tie his shoes. Don't know how he played football without laces in his shoes. Also, one of the worst first pitches in baseball history. 
<laughs> which is mind-boggling because you're a quarterback. a quarterback. You throw things for a living, and yeah. he looked like he didn't. He never touched a baseball in his of, life. You wonder if some of that is just like horrendous nerves. But it's just it's just playing catch at the end of the day. Yeah, I love that game. Me and Steve Hamer would uh, do. I don't. I don't remember if it was called. It wasn't called Dynasty Mode. I don't remember what. Or you just like start a team. You had to recruit players and convince them to come and build from the ground up. And we would play together. I'd play quarterback, and Steve would be receivers and running backs and stuff like that. And we just it was awesome. We made the goofiest players, creative players, and then we'd have to recruit them. Sometimes they wouldn't come to us. And then <laughs> they'd go play for other teams and kick our butt. So for my list, I am going to not repeat the same sport. Okay. Because honestly, my top five might just be five different baseball games. That's fair. So, and, like and not to bore the listeners, I'm going to deviate between sports. So I already used baseball in MVP 2005. My number two, probably NBA Jam on <sighs> Sega. Nice. Truly loved it. Didn't really ever play it. Two on two. Um, really, really fun. The computer was very hard because... Uh, the built-in AI had a good catch-up feature where, like, they just were is hard to ever just pull yeah. away. So it kept you coming back because it truly was hard to win. So. Yeah, my list is going to be way more modern than yours, and then probably a lot of our listeners do because I didn't do like Nintendo and Sega and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, my number three is Tiger Woods Golf. The last one they made, I believe, was twenty like thirteen. I used to sit in my parents' basement and play that for hours. Mm. Loved it so much. Created myself. I uh, would go on tour. One, I broke all the majors' records. Was the greatest golfer that ever lived. It was awesome. So uh, much fun to play. My golf game, I'll put my number three, was Tiger Woods 2003. Ah, nice. My friend Lucas and I, I went and bought it. He come, came over. I, it was like a day we didn't have school. Teachers yeah. probably had in-service or something. We played it for 12 hours straight. It was so easy to do. All we did was just like take bathroom breaks, be like, okay, we just finished that round. Let's go get some Mountain Dews upstairs. We'll come back down. And like that night, we're like, dude, we've been playing this game for 12 hours. (laughs) It was just, it was so fun. Yeah. I did eventually get crazy good at it where like you're changing the spin of the ball while it's in the air. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was my favorite part. And you, I, I knew Pebble Beach like the back of my hand. Yep. Yeah, really love Tiger Woods 03. Ah, those games were fun. Mm-hmm. My number two, this was hard for me between picking my one and two. I went number two, MLB The Show 20, what was the year? I think Joe Maurer was on the cover one year. He was, but I, that I, it, was was like, like, it was like 07 or something yeah. right in there. Man, I loved playing that. That was so much fun. Road to the Show, it's one of my favorite things ever to do in video game history. Oh, yeah. Just the best. And I was, I, I, uh, I didn't have ultimate uh, immediate success. It took me a while to get to the show. I'm going to go with Game Day Live 98. Oh, wow. We're throwing it back. The game that I f- got me to fall in love with PlayStation. Yeah. My cousin had Game Day. He's the first person I ever knew to have a PlayStation. He invited us over. We were playing it. Oh, man. Every boy in my class in fifth grade asked for a PlayStation with Game Day 98. Jerome Bettis on the cover. Yep. Packers, Broncos were good. Vikings well, were I had, good then. I, that was Elway with Terrell Davis and like all that. Bron- that's my favorite team, the Broncos. Yeah. So Game the Day Packers Life teams were good. Or uh, what, Vikings team. My honorable mentions for football, though, would have been NFL Blitz. Never really played it. Super fun. And Madden 99. I was never a Madden guy. I. Almost have never played. I've played like three games ever. Madden, Madden. 99 with Pat Summerall and John Madden announcing was so good. Great, yeah. Yeah. Halfback toss sweep with Terrell Davis was my play. 
Dude, he made John Madden. Man, he made so much money from that game. I uh, I was just always college. I've always been a college sport. I, lo- I mean, I love the NFL. I love, obviously, the Twins are my team. Like, if I could pick one team to watch it, see it win a title the rest of my life, it's the Twins. But I was, just, I was a college guy, which leads me to my number one. NCAA March Madness 2006. My all-time favorite. Who's on that game? So I loved it so much. Who's my, on the cover? My Oh, my gosh, the cover. I don't know. I got to Google that. Uh, the team that I loved playing with was Wisconsin. I was unbeatable. Who was they on had, that team? They had Jason Bohannon, who was a freshman out of Linmar, Iowa. They had uh, Cameron Taylor, Alondo Tucker, Brian Butch. Um, I, can't, I just love that Wisconsin team. That Wisconsin team, I thought for sure, was going to go to a Final Four. And like so many Wisconsin teams, they just lost in the Sweet 16 to like a Ivy League school or a, just a smaller a smaller school, and it just bummed me out. But I loved that game so much. And then you had you had Bruner and Horner and Haluska, and them were playing at Iowa. Oh, the cover was Raymond Felton from North Carolina. Oh wow! And North Carolina was going into their phase with Raymond Felton, or they had just gotten done with uh, winning the national title with Rashad McCants and Sean May and all them. And that was like Illinois was just coming off of their national title game against North Carolina. The Big Ten was awesome then. So many Michigan State had uh, – who they had? Zach Randolph and Jason – no, they were earlier than that. But anyway, I just love that game so much. It was a great time. I played a ton of March Madness 2005 yeah. with Amika Okafor from UConn yes. on the cover. And they like the the music and the menus was all pet bands, but playing modern hits like they play with Jimmy World, the middle yeah. and stuff like that. I love the the career mode or the yep. coach mode, your dynasty, whatever. Yep. Um, March Madness 99 with Antoine Jameson on the cover. Incredible. PS1. Big fan of that game. Uh, my number five. Is that t- game quick before you go. I think for me, that was the most fun game to play with friends. Because we would set up tournaments and play full yep. on March Madnesses, 100%. and um, it was cool because you go, you'd found, you go on like a forum and they'd tell you how to like enter in a code to download the players' names. Ooh. So then you get the actual because they were college nice. athletes, yep. And you'd actually get the players' names, so then it made it way better. Probably because I played it a, a large, I played it more than this other one I'm thinking of. I'm gonna go with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Nice, the first Great one, game. the first one. Um, really loved it. A lot of good memories with my brother. Love the soundtrack. The game, the other game I was contemplating for number five was NHL 96 for Sega mm-hmm. with the Edmonton Oilers. I got a bunch of honorable mentions. I'm not going to talk about them in depth. I'm just going to rattle them off. And maybe people listening at home will be like, oh, I remember that game. Yep. Cool Borders. Do you remember that snowboarding game for PlayStation? Fantastic. Fantastic. NASCAR 99 for Love PlayStation. NASCAR games. Um, oh, I had... Uh, as far as baseball games, like Bases Loaded 2 on Nintendo, RBI Baseball, Tony LaRusso Baseball 92 on Sega, Triple Play 99, Triple Play 2001. Yeah, the Triple Plays were great. They were really good. Um, football games. I loved college football 03 with Joey Harrington on the cover. Mm-hmm. Seneca Wallace was like a senior. He was really fun on that yep. game. Brad Banks. Yes, sir. Brad Banks was fun on that game. Yep. Um Oh, do you remember the game? You probably don't because you didn't play games back then. Like Rock and Roll Racing was this really fun Sega game. Um, RC Pro-Am for the original Nintendo no. was awesome. Like RC cars? Yep. 
It was called RC Pro Am Excite yeah, Excite Bike. Excite Bike was sweet. Is Mario Kart a, a sports game? I was just going to ask you if that or That's Crash racing. Band- or Crash Bandicoot would be considered sports. Crash Bandicoot's definitely not. That's just a running a run. You just run and you're getting boxes. I don't know. You're on carts. Well, there's there's Crash Bandicoot Racing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But racing. like Crash Bandicoot, the game. Yeah, racing was just what I was thinking of. Which is yeah, I think Sony's if it's racing, it's Mario Kart, probably in there. Um, I liked. I was really into FIFA World Cup '98. Oh, I forgot. Oh, and there were hockey games. I forgot about those too. Well, yeah, for hockey, the soccer games were awesome. For me, it's just NHL on Sega was the hockey games that I yeah. really liked. And then there was a game just called Ice Hockey on Nintendo that soccer, was really fun. Yeah. Soccer games were great. Tech Mobile, never played. Really? Literally never played a game in my life of it. Super Nintendo had like Kyle Petty Racing, Troy Aikman Football, and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Like all three of those were very good. I'm trying to think of sports ones I played on uh, Game Boy, but I just can't remember. I know there was a baseball one I played on Game Boy, but I don't remember what it was. I had Madden 96 on play- on Game Boy. That was right. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Great times. Well, in the 90s quick hitter segment, I'm going to keep this rolling because mm-hmm. there is a game that I thought of that I didn't want to listen to my honorable mentions. I thought I'd just listen to my 90s quick hitter. We were talking about the games. Uh, my favorite winter sports game of all time, SSX Tricky. I thought that might come up. That's a great snowboarding game. I was more of yes. a cool borders guy. I liked, Yeah, I liked them both. 1080 snowboarding was an N64 yeah. game. Hey, do wrestling games count as sports? Ooh. Then I- oh, one I didn't mention was uh, UFC. UFC 2012 when it came. I don't remember if it was. I don't remember if they had the year. I love the UFC game. Do wrestling games count as sports? Sure. Okay, then I have a new number two, and okay. it's SmackDown Two for PlayStation. All right. Yeah, I forgot. Absolutely about those loved SmackDown. I totally 2. forgot about those. So many great match types, and uh, they, it's when they debuted like Hell in a Cell and ladder matches and mm-hmm. all that stuff. That'd be number yeah. two behind MVP Baseball. Then. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot about UFC. I love playing the UFC game. I didn't have N64, but like WWF No Mercy and some mm-hmm. of those N64 wrestling games were really cool. What about Mike Tyson Punch Out? Do you remember that? Um, or what was the no, boxing Mike, one? Mike that Tyson's was... Punch Out was good. I also had we had Greatest Heavyweights on Sega, where you could play like um, like Rocky Marciano versus Jack Dempsey. Is oh, it Jack wow. Dempsey? That's yeah. I'm thinking of. Yep, Dempsey. Um, what you was could, the boxing one for PlayStation Three? Fight night or something or yeah I think it was e- EA Sports Fight Night no that was UFC maybe it wasn't I don't remember anyway it doesn't matter I do I was a huge UFC fan I just don't I just have did, too did many you have things. a favorite fighter oh yeah back in the day it was for sure Matt Hughes and Chuck Liddell okay without question and then John Jones when he came along and like BJ Penn. I hate the videos in UFC where somebody kicks somebody and their leg just snaps and you're yeah. like oh gross crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a UFC event. It was freaking electric. Probably Did you the like best it? sporting event I've ever been to. It was nuts. Really? It was a massive Where card. Was it? it was in Minneapolis. Me and Thomas and Aaron Hansen went. It was John Jones's first fight ever. And he and he goes on to be what a lot of people think is the greatest of all time. Brock Lesnar was the heavyweight title fight against uh I can't think of the guy's name. Brock just killed him. George St. Pierre fought on the card against uh, rich something. I mean, it was a stacked card. We went down ringside for the last fight. There was like three seats open. We said, screw it. Let's just walk down and act like act like we belong. We walked by like a security person that didn't stop us. We went and sat down ringside for the last fight. And then Dana White happened to walk right by us. And I was just screaming his name as loud as humanly possible. 
And he turns around. He goes, oh, hey, thanks for coming, guys. Takes a picture with only us three and then leaves. Dana White? Yeah. Wow. So I have that picture uh, on Facebook of us. Hey, answer a question to me to prove one of my theories. Who would you least want to get in a fight with? What do you mean? Just like, I'm going to give you two options. Oh, okay. Which of the two would you least want to fight? Okay. Someone who does UFC. Someone who does karate. Uh, well, I feel like some of these UFC fighters know a lot of the karate stuff. No, I'm talking just straight up karate. Uh, this is not hard. I don't know. I would not want to fight the UFC probably. guy. No, yeah. no shot. Yeah, UFC. No shot. Because they know wrestling, holds, punches, jujitsu, all that stuff. One of the funniest and truest tweets I've ever seen is that karate is a great way to fight somebody if they also agree to use karate. Yeah. But if they're going to use well, street I fight rules. I thought UFC, but I thought you were trying to trick me. No, like <laughs> that's I, karate to me is always like, dude, if I'm in a high school and someone says there's two kids that are going to fight you, one does karate and one wears jeans to PE. I don't want to fight the kid <laughs> who wears jeans to PE. <laughs> He's a lot scarier than the kid who goes yeah. to karate class. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Don't fight the kid I'm who not wears saying, jeans to PE. <laughs> I'm not saying that karate is like dumb and you shouldn't have your kids do it. Like it's a cool discipline and like yeah. they're learning a lot of stuff. I'm just saying, which one do I not want to run into in, an, in a dark alley? The yeah. dude who's going to street fight me, not yep. the dude who's going to try to do karate on me. Yeah, without question. Yeah. <laughs> so SSX Tricky, that was a good game. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Did you ever play that snow, snowmobile game called like Arctic Force? No, that was kind of I don't cool. remember that. Mm. Jet Moto? Oh, yeah. Big Jet Moto guy. Weren't you a big Gran Turismo guy? Yeah, I love that, too. Gran Turismo and Jet Moto had them both. Great games. Yeah. That's an episode. That was fun. I appreciate all of you listening. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Post. Reshare on social media. Like, if everyone just one time just went and posted on their social media and, like, reshared my post or posted the link and said... Awesome podcast that you guys should listen to it. Imagine if all of our listeners did that one time. We'd pick up a lot of new listeners. We would. So if all of you just one time reshare that link or reshare my post and just say, hey, awesome podcast, especially for you 90s kids, I'd love you forever. Even if you did like called me fat and mean names, I'd still love you <laughs> as long as you share the pod. Um, also, make sure to like and uh, subscribe. Give us a rating. If you like on Spotify or Apple, you can give ratings. Give us a five-star rating. That helps in the algorithm because I know there's a lot more of you listening than the number of ratings we have. So give us a rating. Um, That's all I got. Love all you guys. Thanks for listening. Get your paints at Vista Paints. Yes. Get your baseball softball equipment at Burkhart Baseball. Yes, Burkhart Baseball LLC. And get your podcasts listening through Backroads and Bonfires. It's as simple as that, And making memes. It's as simple as that. And making memes on the Iowa Everywhere I'm Gary Dolphin on the Iowa Everywhere Podcast Network. That was a bad impersonation. Does he really say that? No, but I'd like to do Gary Dolphin impersonation. Did you make that up because you have CTE? Gary Dolphin. (laughs) Hawkeye football brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. I'm Gary Dolphin. Hot, hot. Andy Dufresne. (laughs) 